Welcome to Sparks and Recreation, your source for info on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms. Part of the Realms Rising Network. Heroes of the Realms, welcome to episode 23 of Sparks and Recreation. And what a special episode we have for you. The first of 2023. Here with us is Rob Doherty, the man, the myth, the legend, the man behind Wise Wizard Games. And he is here today to talk with us about dungeons and the upcoming Kickstarter. And when I say upcoming, I mean like it's coming in a day or two. It's really it's ready to hit. <laughs> Um, all of the Sparks and Rec cast are here. It's me, Tim, Chris, and Sam. Uh, we're going to skip the usual introductions and just jump right into it. Rob, first of all, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it's a pleasure oh, to have you on the podcast. Yeah, excited to be here. Um, I know you've been battling a little sickness, and it's great timing right before the Kickstarter drops. But Oh, yeah. My, my productivity definitely took a hit this weekend. <laughs> yeah. That's how life works, isn't it? Right when we have the most important things to do is when the curveballs start coming in. But Murphy's um, Law. Yeah. We've got a bunch of questions prepared for you, Rob. But first, maybe you can just uh, give a quick plug or overview or summary of the uh, Dungeons Kickstarter that's coming up. So this uh, this Kickstarter is is really gigantic. There is so much content here for Hero Realms. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. So basically... This uh, project started years ago, and we basically we knew we wanted to make additional characters for uh, for Hero Realms. And one of the things I really wanted to do was make a box set which had all the types of Hero Realms play in it. So um, okay. with Hero Realms, we did the same thing that we did with Star Realms, where we made it very inexpensive and and segmented it out, but. Hero Realms kind of uh, it, it the full picture of what Hero Realms is only really comes in when you start adding all all this content uh, in and um, uh, so basically we have the, the Hero Realms base set um, which you know we uh, long, when it first came out it was you know twenty bucks now it's twenty four due to the you know uh, the crazy inflation uh, everywhere but still very cheap game and you can play it hundreds, thousands of times in insane <laughs> game value. And it's got, it's a full four player game, uh, but it has no characters. It's just generic starting decks. And we really wanted to make that really simple intro to hero realm. So that basically, you know, star realms players um, have this very simple core game and we didn't want to overwhelm people, but I had this vision for hero realms with characters and leveling and, in PvP level level play and uh, event cooperative adventuring and skill trees and and you know just this you know this crazy amount of stuff and like if you took one of the great things about like Star Realms and Hero Realms is it's a game you can play with non gamers very very okay. casual people and they get it and they enjoy it and you know and I didn't want to lose that so we had the Hero Realms base set and then we did the character packs as separate things. And hey, this introduces uh, asymmetric uh, starting positions. He plays the fighter, the cleric, the thief, all you know, all that goodness. And then um, we added in the dungeons campaign, which introduced the character leveling and uh, and changed the game into the PVE. 
which, you know, all that's great, but a lot of times when we're at like a convention and we're explaining the game to people, they're like, yes, I want all that stuff. And it's a little confusing that to people that, you know, that they have, have to get all these elements. And the, the biggest issue is a game, a hobby game store has to have every single one of these elements in stock in order for a player to be able to get to that play experience. And it's very common for a game store to be missing something, you know, like they don't have the Rune of Thandar, they don't have the character packs, you know, like, right. you know, there's, you know, there's something that they don't have. So I wanted a single box set that gave the whole play experience for, uh, for Hero. So Dungeons itself is, uh, it's a, a box set. It's got um, a new 80-card market deck. And just like with the Star Realms, like Colony Wars or Frontiers, you um, you can play this deck on its own, or you can combine it with the uh, the regular, uh, the, the Hero Realms base deck, um, and just gives you a you know, wider market to play with. So that's, that's a ton of fun. And then we've got four starting decks in there, so players can do, you know, uh, uh, two to four player uh, uh, games, but then we also have the Barbarian and the Alchemist, so two new characters right in the box. Um, so basically, people once they and basically the way the rule book is laid out, we're introducing people to the 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 casual play the you know without characters, and then okay, add the characters, and so we're we're going to try and walk them through this process. But you got the characters in there, you can you know you can do uh, the PVP, and we've come up with a, a new thing called uh, the Adventure Deck. Um, and we have Adventure Decks for the Alchemist and the Barbarian. And basically, with the campaign content, when we first made Hero Realms, we put the, the skill and ability trees in the Rune of Thandar for the original five character classes, and the first treasures that you'd find in the Rune of Thandar, and then the next treasures you'd find are in the Lost Village, and then the next treasures you'll find are in Watery Graves. And there's multiple set, a couple, two more sets beyond that, which you know, in the full, uh, in that full series, you know, to get your stuff. And, you know, that worked fine when there are five characters, but it doesn't scale at all. Like it basically, it, it's just a broken mm-hmm. system when you're like adding in additional characters. So making adventure decks, they contain the adventure deck for a character contains its full skill and ability tree and all, t- uh, 20 treasures that, um, they, uh, uh, for their 10 binary, uh, level choices. So, um, uh, so basically, when you get to certain levels, you have a choice between two magic items and, or two treasure cards. And um, and basically, when you get on the path, the full sort of uh, arc for Hero Realms characters is level 1 to 24. And so basically, wow. um, this uh, so you'll have everything you need uh, to do that. So that enables you to do... Um, uh, PVP play, and there'll be like a little rule sheet in there telling you what you have at each specific level, etc. And the treasure cards were changing the iconography on them a little bit, so they'll say what level that they uh, okay. that you get them at, uh, etc. So, um, uh, so basically, the play that you're familiar with in the app, where basically you know, like you get this PVP leveling play, mm-hmm. that's something that. I wanted people to be doing with Hero Realms physical all the time. And basically it was too hard. Uh, like you needed to get all these elements from all these different places. And basically nobody did it. And I was, and this made me very sad because like to me, this was sort of like one of the coolest things. That's something that got me so excited about Hero Realms Digital is I could this, you know, I could say, okay, this is how we're playing. And like a lot of people 
were asking for uh, like the generic decks as sort of a, a default feature. And I was like, nope, you're going to have to go into like a challenge mode in order if you want to play with those. Because I want people to choose a character, name their character, level their character up, get attached to their character, you know, et cetera. So basically that was sort of my um, uh, vision on, on that. And so this contains it right in the box set so people can... Um, play the Barbarian at level one, level two, level three, all the way up to 24. So you can do things like you can do a, uh, a PVP, like legacy style campaign series with a friend where you're like, all right, we're going to do a best of 13. We'll start <laughs> at level one, play against each other, note who wins. We both level up, level two, level three, and then basically make your choice in secret. And then you play, you know, the next level. And, you know, so that, you know, seems super fun uh, to me. And then, of course, we've got in the box set, there is a legacy campaign. Um, it's similar to the Rune of Thandar in that it uses things like the master's area, the player's area. You can help people who are next to you if you defeat them, uh, the, the minions that are in front of you. You can attack the minions that are in front of, of the player to your left and to your right, or you can heal the player to the left, your left and right when you gain health. Um, so it has those sort of uh, core rules. But I wanted to go less wide and more deep um, with this. So in the Rune of Thandar, there are like different ways you can play the different scenarios we designed it was designed to be wide with a lot of replayability so in encounter two you might mm -hmm. face a completely different master if you you know if you zig instead of zag in the in uh in the uh in the campaign so the dungeons game uh the dungeons is uh, uh campaign is more on rails like basically it, there's little encounter packs and when you open encounter pack encounter seven is always going to be encounter seven however there are things where you're making choices during the game, which are going to have like lasting effects and maybe change your market deck a little bit or, you know, those sorts of things. Um, uh, but um, so basically this uh, um, with this system, um, we were able to do a, a 12 part uh, uh, thing, which, you know, the Ruin of Thandar is three encounters, Lost Village is three more encounters. You know, we're about to come out with Watery Games will be an add-on in this Kickstarter. It's three more encounters. So basically, this goes, you know, longer. So basically, you're going to be able to, you know, do more play sessions. The replayability won't be as high in that, like, you know, in the Road of Thunder, you're like, all right, let's see what, you know, let's do the different encounter too. Let's, you know, there are like four different bosses you can end up fighting in the, you know, in the first game, et cetera. So it, that we don't have that kind of, um, uh, 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 replayability. However, the play experience is sort of a longer one playing through. So basically, the Dungeons campaign has this 12-part um, uh, campaign, and then the plan is to make, um, in, a, you know, in the future, make uh, another 12-part uh, thing to finish off that story, which will, you know, take characters from you know, from level 13 to 24. So basically when in the Dungeons campaign, you start off at level one and you, you know, in every, every encounter you level up. Um, so, uh, um, so that's the Dungeons box set, which is obviously <laughs> an absurd amount of content. 
And then we've got um, four additional characters for a total of six new characters. So we've got the Bard, we've got the Druid, we've got the Monk, and we've got the Kickstarter exclusive Necromancer. Um, and uh, and then, of course, the Barbarian and the Alchemist, which are in the base set. Um, so, like, there's only five characters in the original Hero Realm. So this is, like, more characters than we started with getting added in. So let's just freaking awesome um and then for every single one of those we've got adventure decks um uh and uh and then we have uh some uh some uh add-ons like for example the uh watery graves uh um part three of the lost village or sorry the ruin of thandar series uh the 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 one after lost village is uh, is an add-on in this kickstarter we've got like uh, score dials for all the different character classes. So if you want like uh, a ranger score dial or a thief store score dial, whichever class you like, there'll be uh, those in there. And the box set comes with a score dial for the Barbarian and the Alchemist, a score dial for the Master, uh, like a three-digit score dial for the Master, and then uh, something called the the Doom Clock, which uh, mm-hmm. is like a score dial tracking time. It basically, uh, um, in the Dungeons uh, campaign, I use... Uh, um, uh, different mechanics. There's not a master's deck. There's different mechanics I use to uh, to have those sort of uh, growing in power effects. So that was a lot. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what we got going on in this, and it is super super cool. Obviously, that's. I was going to joke. Is that all? Is that all that's included <laughs> in the dungeons content? That's yeah, ridiculous yeah, amount um, of content. So, and, well, actually, technically, though, there's a little bit more. There's um, we we are making uh, adventure. Oh, sorry, the adventure decks for the original five classes will also be available for those who want it. It's redundant content if you own the full Ruin of Thandar series, mostly redundant content. So you'll get the magic items that are the treasure cards that are not out yet, the ones in, that are in the, the final two encounters. When we're also taking the opportunity to uh, take the changes that we've made to the characters in, you know, in the app development and apply those. So it'll have like, um, you know, sort of the, um, you know, the upgraded thing. So totally not necessary. If you own the Rune of Thandar stuff, you could decide, you know what, I'll just, I'll just go to the errata page and, you know, and, and mm-hmm. uh, and I'll play with my old cards. But if you want sort of the updated stuff, or more importantly, if you're a new player to Hero Realms and you like, oh, I want to get this wizard, and I'm going to get the Wizards Adventure deck so I can play it in the Dungeons campaign. Well, you know, so that um, you know that awesome. that stuff is uh, uh, so so. Yeah, that was a little bit more. <laughs> oh, uh, Rob, the Adventure decks that are in Dungeons will be up to level twelve, right? They will not go to level twenty four. Well, they'll go to level 24. So basically, uh, it'll be all, um, uh, so basically, it'll be all 20 uh, treasure cards that a a character could get. So one of the things, so basically, um, uh, with this, you'll be able to play a character all the way from level 1 to 24. So significantly more than what you do in the the app currently. uh, and, uh, um, so that'll be beyond the level that you, um, uh, get to in the, uh, um, in the current content. So if you're playing the PVE campaign, you only, you won't get to the, the treasure, the higher level treasures, et cetera. You know, you'll basically, uh, 
Um, you'll do the last encounter at level 12. At the end of it, you'll level up to 13, but you won't play yet until, you know, you've got the, wow. you know, the next set. Um, but if you wanted to do that PvP play, you know, there you, you can do that straight up so, to level 24. That would kind of be a reason for players that have the existing um, like ranger stuff to buy the ranger adventure packs, though, right? Because yeah, so it's, it's, get- it's, it, it gives you those additional eight treasure cards. So 12 more treasure cards than you currently see, uh, but there's four more treasures in Watery Graves. So if you got Watery Graves, basically it would give you those eight treasures. But eventually, if you continued buying the campaign, you'd get you know copies of all those. So I, I just wanted to be very clear in the like in the in the description on the page that yeah. hey, this is redundant content. Only get it if you you know if you want it. Like it's cool. Um, and yeah, I'm probably um, gonna get yeah. it. Yeah, I think I certainly would get it. Um, but um, uh, but I didn't want uh, you know somebody to be upset because they're like, hey, I had these cards already. You know, so that's sure. Uh, no, uh, yeah, and be so. clear about it. Not yeah. Yeah, and I think the scope the sheer scope of the whole dungeons content is kind of coming into view here and it's pretty awe inspiring and not yeah. only for the the paper version but to think of the implications for the digital app too is extremely yeah. so one of the things that um we're doing with uh with this which i know your uh your, your listeners are familiar with is uh we are testing the dungeons content in a special beta server of the uh of hero realms digital which uh legend uh backers of the original kickstarter or people who got legends accounts um you know at, at, uh, after that um will you know have access to we've had the you know the the dungeon set in there for months you guys have done you know content uh, on uh, on that we've basically taken player feedback and we made some changes to some cards um already um and we are going to be putting in um uh um all the different character classes into this beta uh so for example the barbarian's going to be hitting uh-huh. very soon like maybe out already it's, or it's, you know, it's, it's scheduled to come out today but they might have pushed it out already is it out currently it's yep. out yep. yeah it's and it's out. awesome so, yeah. Um, so, uh, so the barbarians in the alchemist will be coming in. Probably, it'll the alchemist will be in while the Kickstarter is still going on, and we'll be adding the you know the druid and the monk and all those things. Mm-hmm. So this is um, uh, this is really cool because the um, hero realms with the leveling gives you an absolutely absurd quantity of matchups. It is untestable uh by a reasonable size team um so just looking just looking at your treasure choices so you got 10 treasure choices um with each one being a binary choice that alone is two to the tenth possible ways uh to build the character not thinking about the skill and ability tree choices um uh and uh and the fact that you can do any matchup of you know class versus class, and you can play at different level differential. Um, so you know you could be level eleven playing against level thirteen. So um, so basically, um, this is you know it's very challenging with the original Hero Realms, and what you know we what we basically my thing was all right. I got to test 
every thing in there, but we're not going to be able to test every, you know, uh, interaction. Um, and there'll be some interactions that are just completely untested. And so base, I was actually really pleased with how close this was. Like when the app came out and we got a lot of data, we did need to make some changes, but not a lot. Like it was, you know, like, um, you know, they, 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 I was pretty pleased with how, uh, how well those uh, meshed in. Now we're adding, um, so now we're adding these six new characters by putting them in the app and letting people play them in the app. Um, we're going to get all kinds of data. Like, you know, maybe the barbarian has like a unacceptably high win percentage. Like maybe he's like <laughs> 70% versus the wizard or something. And, you know, that would be a problem. We have to go back and tweak it or, um, uh, or maybe, um, the alchemist, you know, doesn't, uh, you know, you know, always loses to the cleric or whatever, like basically, um, uh, or maybe people are always choosing, you know, at, you know, the, uh, the in the third treasure choice, everybody's you know choosing you know treasure A instead of treasure B, or you know, or so basically we can in the app play we can look at insane amounts of data. We we can see um, by class what classes are winning you know, by level. Um, we can see the win percentage of we can see the percentage of choices on on the skills and abilities and treasures. We can then see the win percentages of of those. We can see the win percentages by class if we want to. Like basically, we get you know this massive awesome uh, pool of data, and so by putting these into the beta and letting you know like obviously if you're a legend backer of the digital game, you're probably a pretty big fan of the game and will probably, you know, get a lot of games in. So basically, and, and take the, take the play seriously. So that's one of the reasons why we're, we're working with that uh, group of, uh, of people. Um, and we're going to get this data over time. Uh, and that's going to allow us to make those changes. Um, so, um, I guarantee you there's going to be stuff that's going to be off. Like basically certain mm -hmm. treasures are going to be too good or not good enough. Sort of same thing, certain skills, some class matchups might, you know, be too good, too bad. And we're going to do that thing where we balance and tweak based on this digital data. And that will happen before we go to print on the physical cards. So mm -hmm. basically that means mm -hmm. that um, there'll be much less errata in the future. There'll still <laughs> be errata. Heroes is a living mm -hmm. game. Like we will continue to make new stuff and, you know, maybe a class that we make way down the road will show us that, oh, this particular item is broken for this particular character, you know, three years from now or something. Uh, so, um, so, but it will greatly reduce the amount of, uh, of edits that will have, will happen, uh, you know, after the cards are printed physically. So this is something we've never done before and I'm super excited about it. It's great. We're all oh. excited about it. And and before we have a ton of questions to uncover some of the details about it. But before we do that, uh, just to clear up this legendary backer um, system that you've talked about, will it be available to people in the upcoming um, Dungeons? Yes. Yeah, so basically, uh, it's a Kickstarter exclusive thing. And the way our Kickstarter exclusives work is they are available during Kickstarters and they're also available during like special events, et cetera. So it's basically a not available all the time thing. Um, but we're opening it up during this Kickstarter. So basically it might be live now or maybe, maybe it'll be, maybe it will be 
going live on it uh, um, uh, like tomorrow. But basically, on our Shopify store, um, uh, so people don't have to wait for the campaign. It's not an add-on that they'll get. They can literally during the campaign. While you know, while the campaign's going, they can go to our Shopify store and they can uh, they can you know pay ninety nine dollars and get the legend tier if they want to. Awesome. Obviously, totally don't have to. There's tons of play in the regular digital hero realms. It's for people who one want all the cool legends benefits and two. Uh, like the idea of playtesting. And if you're not one of the people who likes the idea of playtesting, because the digital stuff is sometimes going to be broken, you know, uh, and, you know, the power balancing is going to be a thing. There's going to be stuff that's too good, too weak until it gets uh, tested. But if you're not interested in doing that testing, the fact that we have thousands of uh, Legends backers um, and, you know, some percentage of them are going to be kicking the tires on this, that'll make your physical game way better when you get it. So basically, regardless of whether you're part of the beta testing or not, it's going to make your game way better. And, you know, if you are in, you know, like if you do want uh, to do it, like the, the Legends thing is pretty sweet in that you get every expansion in the app forever. Um, you'll have unlimited gems. Now we don't have stuff to do with gems yet, but we're putting it in things like additional character slots, cosmetics. We'll have tournaments like we have in the Star Realms app, etc. And so basically if you're a Legends level backer, you'll be able to just do all that stuff. So the only thing you don't get as a Legends uh, 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 backer of the digital is uh, stuff that you have to win. Um, so, you know, there may be some cosmetics that you can't get because you have to win a weekly tournament or, you know, or, you know, win a legend series tournament or something to, uh, to get it, but you will have the ability to enter tournaments as much as you want. So, uh, so that'll, uh, um, so that's a you know, cool feature. So, um, one of the questions I had here was, uh, since we were talking about like the legend backers, beta testing, this dungeons content and like the barbarian now. Um, we've already seen some, uh, rebalancing of some of the dungeons cards. Uh, yep. I, th I think there were like three or four wild faction cards and a couple Imperial cards that got uh, a little tweak. And for one, I want to say I'm, I'm loving the direction that you guys are going with that. The stuff that you've changed already makes complete sense to me as a player, because a lot of those cards seemed a little bit too good. So, yeah. um, but my question related to all of this, since you're doing this with dungeons, do you guys plan on rebalancing any cards from like the base set or ancestry or any of that, that you might get more data from the app? From? So, um, ancestry for sure. So, and so basically in the digital app, um, we, I have this sort of long, uh, I have a, you know, I have a, for the digital team instructions on, okay, here's, here are the order of expansions that are going to be coming into the digital app. And so the first expansion is uh, increasing the level cap to 14, which, you know, as beta players, you guys have already experienced that. Um, and there's a set, uh, the first, the Kickstarter promos from the first uh, Hero Realms Kickstarter. Uh, um, and I believe that was... Uh, uh, renamed, uh, might be called arms. I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, and, uh, so that's the first expansion. And then the next one, uh, that we have slated, uh, to come out is the ancestries. And I guarantee you ancestries is going to break some stuff and we're going to have to make some changes to what the stuff does. Um, so the, so the answer is yes, we will constantly look at 
all things. The stuff that needs the most balancing is the asymmetric stuff. So basically uh -huh. the thing where I have it and you don't, that needs the highest level of balance. Market cards uh, have a little bit of self-balancing in that, okay, if a card's a little good, you know, it comes up, oh, exciting moment, here's this, you know, under-costed card, I'm going to grab, try and grab it up or whatever, <laughs> or give things people to, to chase for. That said, we, so a lot of the changes we made to the Dungeons cards were because different character classes had better abilities to, to abuse them. So basically they were cards with very strong ally abilities compared to their primary abilities is the, um, uh, were, were the areas where we, well, like we made the uh, address, we addressed in the first one. Because for example, like the Ranger's way better at getting an ally ability to trigger than the Cleric, you know, because right. you, can, you can track and you can set things up. <laughs> um, so basically we wanted to make sure that the cards were um, reasonable in that, okay, if I'm afraid of my opponent getting this card because they're going to be able to make good use of it, me buying it won't make my deck terrible because um, like, oh, I can't get the ally ability to trigger very effectively. So the card just sucks. We don't want that scenario um, or cards that just ha have like really, really high end uh, things like, uh, um, you know, so for example, the alchemist is, is insane at getting ally stuff to go. Um, mm -hmm. And so like, you know, we're like, all right, you know, like we're already seeing some, some strong things with classes that are good at this. When the alchemist gets in here, it's going to be disgusting. So, Let's tweak these down. Let's cap them. Like you know, uh, um, so so those are sort of the nature of the changes. But we're going to be doing that with that type of thing with every set um, that enters the digital app. We'll you know we'll see how things you know things go. Obviously, I only want to make changes to cards if it's going to improve people's gameplay experiences significantly because you know it's confusing for physical players, etc. So. Um, uh, so basically I'll, uh, you know, uh, and sometimes in the app we try things and then like, you know what, we're going back, you know, so we've, you know, we've tweaked things in multiple directions because some of the stuff, it takes a while for players to figure out how to play a class well. So we might have stats that indicate, oh, this class is doing terribly, let's help them. And then people figure out how to play that class well. And then, oh, wait, now, now it's doing too well. Let's, you know, let's uh, crank it back. So basically we've, you know, we've, uh, um, so it's sort of this living process where we're, we're tweaking as, uh, you know, as it goes, we're going to do that with every set that ever enters the app. And, you know, if anything's unbalanced in the app, um, we're going to address it because that's just not fun. Awesome. Uh, so if there's no follow-ups to that, we'll jump into the next one. Um, I want to talk a little bit about kind of the themes and the mechanics in dungeons. So the, the first one that comes to mind is bottom decking. It's one of the yep. primary ones that's in there. So and I the just have decking. Yeah. Like that one's it's a home run. The thing that I love about it, it's <laughs> like a new player understands it so easily. They just like do the thing and it's fine. But the, the more experience you have with the game, the more you're able to find like little edges and ways to like make that better for you. So it has this yes. combination of like elegance and depth that makes it just like, a, like I said earlier, a home run in my opinion. So can you say anything about like what was the, the genesis of that mechanic? So um, uh, that was uh, that was Darwin's design. Um, and uh, um, basically, um, 
yeah, he was going for exactly what you're talking about, where it's basic, it's simple to understand because we didn't want to overwhelm uh, players. Um, and it's mechanics that we've played around with in things like uh, the um, uh, in the Star Realms digital app, we have the weekly arenas, and that's a really fun way for us to test out tons of deck building mechanics because we throw in, oh, you know, this week when you buy a ship, it goes on top of your deck or this, you know, like those sorts of things. So we've had a bottom decking mechanic in uh in the uh star realms arena uh in the past and we really liked it um and uh and basically it also was thematically this is sort of like a, a dungeon adventure set so like burying the cards you oh. know in the deck had a, a nice little thematic uh tweak to it so um uh so yeah that's that that's the uh the origin of the mechanic and yeah we really uh, it, we really like it it's it's nice nice and simple but has uh yeah as you said a lot of little edges you can get out of it awesome so yeah and i mean besides the bottom decking we see a fair amount of uh top deck manipulation which is always awesome especially uh, it feels like necros has more than you know just varic putting stuff to the top now there's a lot of uh, different red cards that do that so um just kind of you know starting with that and moving into the other what other mechanics and themes went into dungeons would you say so, um, so those are the big ones. Like basically, uh, it's always a lot of fun to to create cards for uh, for one of the realms games. Um, you know, so we'll like we'll you know, put together a set of cards. And by the way, there are a ton of promo cards that you guys haven't seen yet uh, for this. Like we've designed a massive pile. Like who knows how well the Kickstarter will go? But basically, um, I you know with um, something we did with Star Realms Rise of Empire was we're like, all right, before the Kickstarter happens, we're going to design a bazillion promo cards and we're going to um, have artwork for all of them and et cetera. So we're going to be completely ready to go on uh, on this. And we've done the same thing with Dungeons. So we have a vast set of promo cards available, you know, depending on how things go with Kickstarter, we'll unlock some amount of them. So lots, lots more, uh, you know, uh, cool cards uh, coming. And of course, those will get, uh, the ones that get unlocked will get tested in the app as well. So they'll be, um, you know, we'll we'll have uh, that there. But basically, playing with a new set of cards is so fun because the game mechanic, you know it, everything, you know, your brain automatically picks up what's going on. But the cards are different, you know, <laughs> like it gives yeah. you a cool new play experience. So we just, you know, uh, so we, you know, uh, we, we love that. And we wanted to have a little bit of new mechanics so that they, the set would have a feel uh, to it. Uh, but we didn't want to, have, you know, put a ton of new mechanics on. Um, uh, one of the things about Hero Realms and Star Realms is that elegance of play, that sort of simplicity uh, there, so we, you know, we didn't want to have too many new mechanics going on because there's so much you could do with the mechanics that we've already got. Awesome. Well, I got one more quick one, and then I'll hand it over to Sam. So, trade row scrap is something that Hero Realms hasn't really seen yet, and it seemed like you might choose to keep it out and just have it be a Star Realms thing. But then we saw a cleric has it now with Imperial Sailor. Uh, what went into that choice and can we expect to see more of it down the road? So basically one of the things, the reason why trade row scrap isn't a, a, 
a staple in Hero Realms is it confuses the hell out of new players. That's the one thing with Star Realms where if I'm doing a demo and they get a blob card where they can kill something in the market, they're they're like, what do I do? Like deer in the headlights when that comes up because they don't know which cards are better for them, which cards are better for their opponent. Later on, it's awesome. Like when you know how the game works and you're like, okay, I'm going to manipulate this market and, you know, et cetera. Um, so... Uh, so basically, it's the kind of thing that um, is fair game for either higher, you know, like higher level characters or um, uh, or more um, uh, eccentric expansions where it's like not something where it's like a starting player is going to have this in front of them. So we wanted to keep it away from the new players because it hurts their brains. Um, and uh, it's not, you know, basically it has, so like we're talking about that bottom decking mechanic that has the, these cool edges you can get. And the trade row scrapping has the same kind of cool edges you can get. However, the bottom decking is intuitive to a new player. The trade row scrapping is not. So basically we're like, all right, this, this is not something we're going to have in sort of the, the core level hero realm stuff. But I, that's it's one of the mechanics that I absolutely love the most in Star Realms. Yeah, as a player, and I, I've I've always been kind of bummed that it wasn't in Hero Realms. And so it's good to hear that we might see a little bit more of that, even if it's a a little less than in Star yes. Realms. But yes, I'm I'm glad to hear that for sure. <laughs> yep. Also, yeah. Also, it's kind of great it's... to hear the. No, sorry to hear ahead, to hear the like logic behind it. Always knowing the why behind for me is like, mm-hmm. oh, that yeah. makes total sense because that really <laughs> makes a lot of sense. I mean, I I probably had the same experience. Like, I don't know how to use this until later on after playing. Sure, yeah. until you really learn the game. And I agree with Tim too. It's it's really it's a fun mechanic to use, uh, but using it really controlled or keeping it uh, really kind of limited in Hero Realms it sets it apart from Star Realms as well, which is a, a good thing, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Let's keep them rolling. Sammy, you're up next. You got a couple of questions here. Yep. Um, so yeah, just in just a few thoughts on kind of what we've covered so far. I'm very excited about going up to level 23. Oh my God. It's incredible. 24 so, actually, but yes. It's <laughs> yeah. my listening skills in full effect yeah. right there, but so excited about that. It's going to be so cool. And I'm really glad that I'm legends back because I'm like just salivating. I don't, I don't see how anyone who's a fan is going to listen to this and not be like, yeah, I'm doing that next time. <laughs> I actually haven't played a lot of Star Realms recently, and I backed the last Kickstarter just so I could do the Legends backing for Hero Realms. I'm totally happy to get the Star Realms pack, pack too, yeah. because I just haven't played it that much lately. But, like, it's great. So, anyways, thank you so much. Uh, and without further ado, let me get into my question here. Um, so, you know, kind of goes without saying, but the art in both games is amazing. Um, really well done. The cards are really cool. They're very thematic. Um, but I got to say, I think Dungeons has really gone to the next level. Um, and, we, and when we were doing our our faction reviews and, and talking about the different cards, we were always like, wait, isn't this guy like the card in that card over there? And like, wait, isn't this guy in this other card? So wh- what did you guys do differently this time with art direction? And wasn't it was it an intentional choice to have the characters make appearances in other cards, or was that? Yeah. So basically, the, the world is growing um, and basically getting more content. So, and we like the idea of characters who are champions 
showing up in certain action cards um, and uh, and sort of building a narrative, uh, you know, in the uh, in the world. So that was, um, you know, definitely and you know intentional and was something that was uh, um, uh, that Darwin was uh, and Darwin and Antonis um, were very you know excited to uh, to do. Uh, and I got to tell you, the art on a lot of these promo cards, uh, I think, is even better than you know, the dungeon <laughs> stuff. So you tease. There's yeah, just a lot of a lot of really great art. But um, uh, but I I very much uh, um, uh, you know, love the art style. Uh, so basically, yeah. one of the things with with Star Realms. Um, when we made it, we wanted to have TCG level art um, and uh, in a deck building game. So basically, deck building games at the time uh, had you know art that was okay. You know, it was board game art, um, and uh, um, and we really wanted to bring that to the next level with Star Realms. And one of the things we had this choice to make with Star Realms of did we want to go with realistic space art where everything's super dark um and you know like uh um you know uh uh with like you know like dark ship with maybe you know a few lights on it that you know bring it out and like you know those sort of things or did we want to go through that grim dark look or did we and we ended up going with like the splashy color you know mm-hmm. fantasy space thing and we also moved that over into hero realms where it's got it's just got a very bright vibrant uh, color palette. Um, uh, another one of our games, uh, Sorcerer, has a very different art style. The art is absolutely yeah. gorgeous in that game as well. But uh, but it's it's uh, you know you can see they they both have like some fantasy creatures and stuff in them, and you can see looking at Sorcerer and looking at Hero Realms like these these different art styles that uh, uh, we've gone for. But um, I absolutely love our art team. We just got a fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, artists, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, they just yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of really great work, and it's all human art. Um, so, uh, so you know, it's not it's not AI generated (laughs) stuff, it's you know, it's it's important to mention that it really is, yeah, relevant now, supporting actual living, living artists with this, which is yes, you've got me really anxious here, Rob, because I I won a Legends tournament a couple of years ago, (laughs) and I think my card's going to be in the dungeons Kickstarter. And you're talking about all these promos and how awesome the art is, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. No pressure, Rob. So, so Darwin hasn't shown you any artwork. He yet? hasn't shown me anything yet, but we've t- we've discussed the card and all of that stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'm yeah. gonna have to email him. Stay and say, tuned. Show, show me the art. Stay yeah. tuned. And Rob, can we order poster size uh, copies of some of these cards? Because I'm gonna need a an agency thirteen. So uh, I gotta I gotta show you guys something. I don't know if you'll be able to see this, but up on my wall, oh, yeah, um, that is uh, a. Um, that's the illusionist art, which is based on, uh, on, uh, my wife, Debbie. Um, yep. and, uh, um, that is on like a metal plate. You can see this one behind me as well, uh, is, uh, uh, is, uh, uh, from Star Realm. So, um, it's something we've looked at potentially doing. So, um, um, I just, you know, it's one of those, like, is the, you know, is there enough of a market for, you know, for the, you know, the 
the big cool art pieces, but it is something that can be done. So if you are like a legends backer and you're on a card, we could, you know, I could hook you up with a guy who made us, uh, made us Ooh. those. If you wanted to, oh. if you wanted to, if you wanted to get yourself on, uh, on the, on the big, <laughs> yeah. big art. You have one customer lined up already, I think, for that. Yeah, I, um, I'll, I'll have a huge flag out front of my house with my face on it. <laughs> now, there's no better there's no better podcast than describing artwork uh, on this right? audio medium. But really quickly, Rob, um, can you tell us your favorite artwork from Dungeons? And then each of the cast members, too, I think, has uh, one of their favorite artworks mentioned. So let's quickly. Oh man, uh, so it's it's hard because there's so much, but I think. Um, I think it's got to be the uh, uh, female druid. Um, like that artwork is just so cool. I don't know if guys, I, I think you've seen though, you know, like the character spreads um, a little bit. Yeah, but, okay, a little bit. Yeah, but um, so the character artwork for the druid for the female druid. Okay, awesome. the female character, the female druid artwork. I mean, just like the the, the character art is just nuts on you know on all the characters. Um, so much the really, really is awesome for what we've seen, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, like that female druid, I just, you know, the male druid looks great too. Like they, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's an embarrassment of riches when you're talking about the, uh, the <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. Timmy, what's your favorite artwork in dungeons? Um, I, I just can't take my eyes away from the dragged below card, like the, the action oh, yeah. and the background and everything of that. Just the perspective is awesome. It just blows me away. Yeah. It's so, so cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Sam, how about you? What's your favorite? My favorite are the ratlings. They're <laughs> they're the best. They make me laugh, and I love them. And especially the ratling welcome one, because they're the two ratling guys. They're gonna jump down on someone and rob yeah. them. And yeah, hilarious. <laughs> so that's my favorite one of the ratlings. Good stuff. Chris, how about you? Yeah, I gotta go with Amaranth, the unfading. It's the uh, five cost champion. That's like mm. the the royalty with the breastplate, and he's like a skeleton. And uh, and just looks so badass, and it's the exact type of card that I want to be playing. <laughs> nice. Doesn't do any damage, but you get to sacrifice things and draw cards. That's how I yeah. want to play the game. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's great. So, so I, I just I want to give an honorable honorable mention just to all of the multiple characters you have showing up in different cards in in the same faction, which is a really nice touch. Um, I'm going to mention Scavenger here, the two-cost uh, Necros champion who has a really cool kind of perspective standing over this tomb or mm-hmm. this uh, coffin, scavenging some some uh, treasure from it. So just yeah. so much great artwork stuff. Sorry, we had to do that really quick. And like I said, great pod, can, uh, pod content to discuss <laughs> yeah. artwork. Um, all right, let's keep them rolling here, guys. Um, next, kind of tying in, we, we talked about artwork a little bit. Rob, I want to ask you, what are some of your favorite dungeon market cards? Uh, maybe you could give one from each faction or one in particular that you like, and this would be another good thing just to kind of highlight some of our favorite dungeon cards so far. All right, so uh, I'm going to screw up names because I'm, I'm... We can uh, help I'm, you out I'm with names. Too. With that. But the <laughs> um, uh, in Necros, there's a uh, two-cost card, uh, gives you trade, but you can sacrifice it to, to like top deck... Champion, soul um, transfer, uh, soul transfer, soul transfer. So, um, I, uh, I really love, uh, um, uh, that, um, uh, mechanic. Um, you mm-hmm. know, that can be, uh, you know, like late in the game, you know, like if you can get, like, you know, you buy like some eight cost guy and, you know, like use that to put it on top of your deck, it's just, oh, 
It's beautiful. Um, the um, uh, uh, the guild card that gives you uh, fire gems uh, draws cards. Um, Hunt for jewels. Yeah, um, Hunt for jewels. Such a great card. Yeah. Great title. Name. Um, great name for the card. Yeah. So uh, um, yeah, really. Uh, uh, yeah, really love that one. Um, uh, the um, uh, uh, the six cost wild uh, card gives you combat and draws cards based on your number of wild cards. We've changed that to uh, basically wild double charge. ally draw card, ally draw another card, mm -hmm. double ally draw another card. It used to be like honestly, I love the original version where you could like draw as many as you had wild things going, but as I said, a little too gross, but uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yep. Uh, and then, um, Imperial, uh, you got an Imperial like? Hmm, trying to, uh, uh, trying to think, um, what my favorite Imperial card is. Um, so, um, uh, they're, um, again, terrible with names, a fairly cheap card, which gives you a combat and health and gets bigger with more champions. Um, like the way. Like the way, oh yeah. Um, so um, basically, the the amount the the I really love the imperial like swing cards where it's like uh -huh. I'm, I'm knocking you down, I'm building myself up. You know, I'm you know like basically they they give you the if you count like the total swing in health, they give you such big numbers. Um, obviously they're not as good at pushing, pushing people off the table as like the straight wild damage cards or whatnot, but, um, but that sort of staying power and, you know, hitting and staying power combined. Um, I, I really love playing with those. Uh, yeah. so, um, uh, so yeah, they, uh, you can see my, my terrible, uh, name knowledge. <laughs> no, you did a good job. Cause you remember the factions and, you know, the cost and the details of them, which is. Yeah. So basically we, we ended up changing names multiple times in like yeah. the creation process yeah. and stuff. And I'm just, I'm just terrible with like remembering what the, <laughs> you know, what the final names on cards are. So, uh, I know what you they did, do. You I, get yeah. it. Yeah. You hit yeah. it. All right. And really quick through, through the cast, let's choose one of our favorite market deck cards so far as you guys in dungeons. Uh, Tim, I'm going to go. Oh, okay. Uh, Chris, all right. No, he's go ready. Ahead, Chris, Chris is ready. He's got one. Well, I was going to say, you know, Rob stole mine when he said hunt for jewels. So I'm going to take in second place Minstrel's Melody, which is the Imperial <laughs> one that's just a monster. The It's like three trade, four health, five damage, draw a card, and you sacrifice it to prepare all your champions. It's got that going for so it, and fun. then it also has three of the characters from other cards on it, and it just, mm, it's awesome. That card's great. Yeah, one of the most powerful cards in the set, I think. Yeah, Tim, what do you got? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say mine's a mine's a wild card. It's the two cost Explorer, which is it gives you a gold two combat and lets you draw and discard a card, and then you can sacrifice it for three damage. I just love the efficiency and just how it so much so much utility there yeah i just love those sorts of cards yeah sammy how about you kind of similar to tim there's two reasons too a bit of a nostalgic reason but one of the first cards that i that i played paper with and was like wow that's really good from the new from the new set was raiding party and so i love that card just because i like mm. i have fond memories playing with my friends with it and doing this doing that my friend didn't know anything about the game too so i was able to take it from him and kill him with it but it's really good like <laughs> combat gold and they have to discard a card like all for three gold 
can't beat it. And then the other thing I like a lot is uh, Crime Spree, because that card is nasty. Five gold, five attack, and then top deck something from your discard. Like, come on, man. It's so good. Yeah, that's a killer. It's a good one. Uh, One of my favorites is probably Stalk from the Shadows, the Mm -hmm. four-cost Necros action, uh, where you can sacrifice a card from your hand or discard pile to six damage, but it goes to the bottom of your deck when you buy it. Holy cow, that's a good card, Mm -hmm. especially early game. It's so good. And honorable mention to Rattling Welcome, just because two cost card yeah. that goes to the bottom of your deck. Yep, Another, you can get that your first or second turn. Holy cow, that's a good card. All right. Well, as you can one, see, one like we nice, can oh, go ahead, Rath. Yeah. I was going to say one of the nice things about that Necros card is it's one of the, it's like a little lesson for people on how to properly use this mechanic because they're like oh i put this card in the bottom but oh man i shuffled my deck i didn't have you know it wasn't so they they start thinking it gets them to start thinking about okay how about you make the number of cards on the bottom divisible by five if you're going to put this one you know uh, on there so you, you cleanly draw that card scrap something you know like uh um, that, you know, that's, uh, it, it's a, it's a nice little learning, uh, tool for, for new players. So I'm much literally, fun to buy I had that experience and we talked about it on the cast. I think I was like, man, I bought that card. And then I, you know, it was in my top hand of my next deck. And I didn't, you know, I had to scrap something out of my hand rather than my discard. So yeah, my favorite yeah, use for working it as intended, buy it with four or five cards left in your draw deck with wizard. And then on your next turn, you get to actually use it to scrap and then channel and draw into your next deck. And go. Yeah. it's just such a great way to start the game. Anyway, uh, you can see now just these answers we gave, we all chose very different cards with different abilities and stuff. And it just kind of shows, it demonstrates the, the wide array of uh, interactions and cards we have in the dungeon set. So great stuff. Okay, let's keep it rolling on. Uh, we still have some more questions here, Rob. Uh, are, are you doing okay here? Okay. All right. We'll keep pushing through here a little bit, guys. Um, uh, Double Dubs, I think you're up next. Oh, alrighty. So uh, we talked a little bit about like the the art and um, the the lore a little bit, and just how you know in this set it really feels like the the flavor of the art and the title and stuff. The mechanics really capture that really nicely, yeah. um, which I thought was awesome. But also, um, you know, Hero Realms has that strong RPG element. The original Ruin of Thandar campaign, it's a big fan favorite. So there's people that wonder a lot about the lore of the world. And in fact, I think when we interviewed you last time, we even mentioned like a tabletop RPG book for Thandar. And you're like, <laughs> well, that sounds cool. It's not really in development, but that would be cool to do one day, maybe. Yeah. Um, and so just like the art in Dungeons, it gives this great sense of the world building. The narrative is expanding with the crossover of characters and everything. What can you say about like what's happening in dungeons? We see the Imperials have this party of adventurers. Are they the ones primarily exploring the dungeons or is it like all the factions are in there seeking their fortune? I don't want to give too much, uh, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but basically um, there, the dungeons campaign that you'll play through the, you know, the, the 12 part thing, there is an event that happens um, that basically awakens the underground. Um, and, uh, so basically while they're, ba- um, so, um, Thandar, much like, uh, um, Paris has, uh, uh, tunnels, catacombs, uh, underneath it. Um, and, uh, um, and this go, you know, 
feeds into like cave networks and you know ex and etc. Um, and there are um, you know things like you know like the ratlings and goblins and etc. Um, in uh, um, in this underground. Um, but um, it was before this set. Uh, things were relatively calm, um, and uh, and the stuff from the deep didn't really come up much. Uh, something happens in this set which uh, basically uh, upsets the uh, upsets the balance, and uh, and then uh, and you know stuff starts you know starts spilling out um, uh, in you know into the into the streets, and basically uh, so um, like. Uh, clearing the um, the you know the nasties out from immediately below the city is you know is now a thing that needs to happen. Uh, awesome. So, yes. um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, basically um, that's uh, and you know we saw a little bit of like stuff with the other underground in like uh, in the uh, uh, in the first Runathandar uh, thing with like the you know like the uh, the underground ritual, et cetera. But yeah, basically there's, you know, there's a, there's a lot more going on now, uh, with that. That's an awesome answer. Uh, should we fire away with that next question? Okay. I'm just going to go really quick, uh, and talk about the new characters. Now I know you've already kind of spoiled some, if not all of them on your, your, your stream so far, Rob, but maybe you can tell us what's your new favorite character and why? Oh man, um, <laughs> that is tough. Uh, so I think um, I think it's the druid. Um, like I I really like the barbarian. Like the the like berserk mechanic is like really fun. Uh, and like knowing it's like a real uh, thinking players fighter, um, in that, like, there is a lot going on, on <laughs> when to go berserk, when to calm down, you know, like, you know, uh, et cetera. Um, and it's just sort of fun. Um, like, uh, um, uh, you know, that's, uh, um, uh, so that, that, that one's very fun, but like the, the druid, um, has these like animals in uh, in their starting deck and the ability to like transform into bear form and when uh, and when she transforms into bear form uh, she becomes basically a guard for the round so you are protecting your non-guard champions um, like you get like some armor so you like it prevents a little bit of damage and um, and your, you know, your regular guys can't be, uh, you know, can't be attacked. Um, uh, so that's just, you know, uh, really fun. So like the, you know, the ability to transform for a turn and, you know, uh, you know, get some, get a damage boost and, and, and basically protect your little ones is just like, you know, super cool. That's great stuff. Um, we'll, we'll shift gears a little bit. I know Tim, you had a question about the master's deck. I think you want to hit that up. Now? Yeah. So, um, I saw on your last wise wizard stream, when you were talking about some of the stuff, you, you spoiled some of the like, uh, uh, master, the boss fights yes. uh, from dungeons, or at least the first one, I think the troll. Yeah. And you, you guys are going away from them having an actual like deck that you use, like was in the previous campaign stuff. And to now where you're like shifting the market deck over and what flips 
decides to action. And I just thought that was really interesting. And I was just really kind of curious what, what kind of drove that decision? Is it something that, um, so it's just less work as a, as the player to not have a deck or what? Yeah. So basically, um, one, it was, uh, um, a easier design. So basically it allowed us to make more encounters. So basically okay. this sort of be able to go deeper as we talked about, um, uh, with more, right. uh, with more encounters. Um, and it's less work for the players. So basically there is this thing called the doom clock. Um, and you basically have two score dials for the bad guys. You got one with its health and you've got one with the doom clock and the doom clock starts at one and it clicks up um, uh, one each round. So if the five of us were playing, we don't, um, bad guys go, I go, bad guys go, you go all the way around the table. Once we get all the way around the table, the doom clock clicks up one um, and there are things that reference the doom clock, like how much, you know, maybe how many, okay. you know, like bad guys are being generated or, um, how much damage something is doing. We'll look at the doom count. Um, the doom count can also be affected by the, there's these things called doom cards. Um, and when, uh, things happen in the campaign, you might as a party gain a doom card. Um, and this is a bad thing. And basically this <laughs> will add to the doom count um in every encounter um so um uh and i've got like a, a thing where um uh you're managing your uh your rest and recovery um so basically when you finish an encounter you can decide to push on and if you do you don't heal um your market your market yeah, resets and such, but you your sacrifice abilities don't come back, and you and your whatever health you had in the last game at, you'll be at for the next one. Um, and you, so you can you can push on, or you can rest. And if you rest, um, there is uh, basically a randomization method by like revealing the top cards, of the, shuffling the market deck, and revealing the top two cards. And the most common thing that happens when you rest is you get back. All your stuff you get your health back you get your um thing but you get a doom card um so basically uh um uh, uh it's possible that you could um rest and not get you know and get your stuff back and not have not get a doom card um it's also possible that you'll be attacked by wandering monsters and you know mm -hmm. and that bad times for all involved although unlikely but uh but it's you know but it's uh, uh in the possibility so like um, so basically I'm using this doom count mechanic to, um, adjust the power of the bad guys as the campaign pushes forward. And as each encounter goes into, you know, further rounds, you know, the, you're getting cool stuff for your deck, the bad guys getting a higher doom count, which allows them to, you know, uh, to do, uh, to do powerful, you know, more powerful things. I mean, that mechanic also seems like, so if you're you know, a pretty high level hero realms character and you're finding some of these encounters too easy. You could even sort of like with like pandemic or something where you add more of those cards yeah. to your deck, you could even do a little something like that with it. Too. Yeah. You could add, basically you could add, um, you could add doom cards to the, uh, you know, to your, to your experience to, to ratchet up the difficulty yeah. or you yeah, could, <laughs> or you could clock down the, you know, yeah. like you could like pass on the doom clock, um, you know, like the first round, for example, too. 
do the doom cards go in your like deck that you're playing the game? No, with? they basically they're on the table. They're like, oh, okay. uh, you know, they, it's just okay. like it goes in, just in the sort of general zone for the party. Okay, we've got one of these, three of these, however many uh, you've collected, uh, you know, over time. And cool so, mechanic. can you? Yeah, yeah. Can you say really quick? How do you determine what the um the thing that you're fighting, what it's doing each turn? Do you just sacrifice the top card of the market no. deck, or does it so, like shift so over? So basically, um, there are there's a, a a bunch of stuff going on. So first off, uh, the bad guys often have an expendability. So like the master will like expend to you know attack or to put card you know minions into play or uh, or whatnot. And while we don't have a deck. For these guys, we do have like hundred something minion cards. So basically, okay. you know, bad guy, you know, like stuff that'll you know that you'll be fighting. Um, so uh, so they'll have an expendability. Then uh, also on the master. So basically, on your turn, bad guy goes first. Um, they will um, uh, sacrifice the card on the the end of the market. Push everything over, flop a new card down. The faction of the new card that comes down is called the flip. Uh, the flipped card faction will give a special ability to the master, and that will often um, uh, uh, get uh, you know, reference the doom count on you know on what it's doing. Not always, but but uh, but sometimes. Uh, sometimes it'll reference the cost of the card that gets flipped, etc. So um, uh, so those so those are the two primary. An expendability and uh, and the uh, the flip mechanic, um, and then there are some uh, uh, some things where um, sometimes a master might do something based on the faction of the card that gets scrapped or the type of the card that gets scrapped and push off. Not not normally, but you know, but some in some cases, um, and. Um, and then uh, finally, um, some uh, sometimes when you click the doom count up, when you hit certain numbers on the doom clock, things happen. Um, so, so basically, those are the uh, the dials, no pun intended, that I can <laughs> that I uh, use to um, uh, to handle that. So just as a quick follow-up to that, it seems like since you previewed the Enraged Troll, which is the level one encounter, folks that were so inclined could do like a bit of a print-and-play experience, and they could actually kind of face the level one Enraged Troll if they wanted, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, you'd need to level one your character. So like yeah. uh, basically using the Ruin of Thandar, the, you know, the... Um, a starting deck comes with a level three ability, uh, and you'd want to nerf down to a level no, one. But yes, yeah, you could uh, um, you could try out the troll. We're going to be doing sometime during the Kickstarter campaign. I'm going to I'll do a, a play through the first couple encounters, so we'll we'll spoil the second encounter. Uh, you know, during the campaign, I don't want to spoil too much. Um, Sorry, not too. Um, yeah, Especially uh, since it's yeah. on rails, like you said earlier. Yeah, you want to keep yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, but basically, just showing how you know how the story and mechanics work, um, you know, will be is something we'll, we want to do during the campaign. So much fun yep. stuff to look forward to. We've just got a few final questions for you here, Rob, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, I'd be remiss if I couldn't bug you a little bit about the digital app and the future and what you've got planned. 
Um, recently, the Berserker was released. We've got level 14 stuff in the beta um, testing for legendary backers, which has been so much fun. It's breathed new life into the game. And I just want to know, like, what if you can share anything, what's coming down the pipeline for the digital app? Are we going to get an arena? So, Are we going to get foils? So we've got, get- yeah, so, yeah, there's a ton. Um, so basically, <laughs> there are... Um, uh, content expansions. Um, so basically, as I said, the one that's about to hit is the level 14 with the uh, call to arms uh, cards. Um, and then, you know, later in the year, we'll uh, be putting in the ancestry. Uh, and then, um, you know, after that is uh, some journeys card content with a level and the level cap will push to level 16. So obviously, wow. uh, 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 treasure cards, etc. Um, and basically, there's going to be this alternation of this of sets that give you new things to play. Like, okay, I'm playing as you know with ancestries, or I'm playing as like you know like the barbarian or whatever. I'm getting new new things to play, and ones which give you new market deck cards and increase the level cap. Um, so basically alternating back and forth between those um in a perfect world those expansions would come out of you know like every quarter or so that's not going to happen in the real world um but uh and of yeah, course we don't need timelines or anything yeah you don't got to yeah. pro- make promises on that but, but just give but me yeah, some ideas the, of what's what's in the so, pipeline is really cool yeah so basically the stuff that the legends backers are testing in this beta in some cases is like literally years down the road in <laughs> when it's, you know, a, you know, coming to the app. Cause like, we've got, you know, we've got this, you know, we've got ancestry, we've got journeys, we've got, you know, we've got all this stuff that we're, uh, you know, we're, we're putting out. So, um, so in that build, there's going to be UI stuff that just doesn't exist. So like there'll be cool graphics and stuff that happen in the final version of, mm-hmm. of this stuff when it gets released, which, aren't going to be in this beta. The purpose of this beta is to balance and test, um, you know, those, those things mechanically. So, you know, um, but, uh, but yeah, you guys are going to get a massive, you know, uh, uh, look ahead. So in the, in this, in the beta, you're going to be getting all six character classes. We're going to be pushing the level cap up to 24 um, on, on all the characters. So um, the only thing that makes me sad about this is, like when we're done with the testing and, you know, like that, you know, like there may be riots. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Don't take my beta. (laughs) Yeah. Great stuff. Now, obviously so much stuff coming down the line here now for the non-beta players. And I think you're making such a great case, by the way, just get the legendary. If you love this game, it's worth the 99 (laughs) bucks guys. It really is. But for the non-beta guys, what are, are the is the gem store going to hit anytime soon? Are we going to see tournaments, yeah, so, spoil so, cards, etc.? So, um, uh, so for so the first thing that we're looking to put in for gem purchasability is things like char- additional character slots um, and uh, um, uh, utility uh, stuff. Um, Long term. Um, I want, uh, I want cosmetics. Um, I want, um, 
training. Um, so basically, if you don't like the build of your character and you uh, and you don't want to do the um, uh, the prestige, prestige right. where you move back around, yeah. um, there'll be like uh, um, uh, uh, we have a concept of having like uh, like a merchant shops where you can get different treasure, you know, and then assign them like oh i'm gonna okay. use you, you can only use one or the other of a item from a particular level but the ability to sort of toggle back and forth if you you know uh mm -hmm. you know if you've uh if you bought you know bought the item or retrain retraining where you basically spend some amount of gems and you get to like redo your skill uh mm -hmm. or ability trees awesome. um um so uh and then of course we want to have uh things like these arena uh, that Star Realms have, where we have like you know, like um, cannot weekly, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, special play modes. Um, we want to have tournaments in the app. Um, so basically, if you look at what Star Realms has, we want to bring the those things into awesome uh, in Star Realms. But there's other stuff we can do, um, you know, like you know, uh, because of the nature of the leveling uh, system right. in Hero. Awesome stuff. Thank, thanks so much for sharing that. All right, Tim, I think you got one final question for us here. Yeah. So um, in the production app right now, how it is, how do you how do you guys feel like the balance is between the classes with the cards? Um, uh, are you are you worried that there are still some pretty bad matchups, especially at really competitive player level? Or do you think like the aggregate overall balance is more important with that? So I'm generally happy with the numbers right now, like basically how the various um, items, you know, are doing and the skills are doing and the, you know, and the matchups. Like basically I'm fine with there being bad matchups. Um, what I want there to be is the ability to build your character in a way to address a particular matchup. Um, so like, oh, I'm having a hard time fighting clerics. Let me try these skills or, uh, or I, you know, I, I, you know, the wizards are, you know, are too tough for me. I need to, you know, be more aggressive. Let me try these other things. Like basically I want there to be ways you can build your character to, handle different situations. Um, and within that, I'm fine if there are matchups that are bad, like, Ooh, they bought these skills. I bought those. This is going to be tough. You know, I, you have to be able to win still, like basically should never be that you are, you can't win a game. Um, but I'm, I'm okay with certain matchups being bad as long as it's based on the choices both players made to get to that point with their character. Um, if a particular class is just dominating another class, regardless, that's a problem. Um, so, um, you know, so that's something, you know, like we did a lot of work on the fighter, you know, for example, to, you know, to try and address sort of like the tanking cleric scenarios and, you know, et cetera. So, um, uh, so yeah, anyway, that's, um, uh, uh, it's something where we're going to continue to look at it. And frankly, I've been spending more time looking at the numbers on the dungeon side uh, mm -hmm. recently. Um, uh, but basically if numbers get, you know, if win percentages get big uh, or choices get, you know, uh, get, if, if, 
if we start seeing numbers in the 70s, that's a massive red flag. Um, so basically, um, you know, like okay. ideally things are in the, you know, in the 40s and 50s, um, you know, like all oh, 55% this, 45% that, etc. Um, you know, like occasionally, you know, we'll, we'll get it, you know, get it to the, the low 60s and, you know, at high 30s. If we get, if we start getting into the 70s and 20s, then, you know, whoa, you know, like emergency, take a, you know, like, uh, you know, time to, you know, time to, uh, you know, immediately fix something. Uh, so that's sort of, uh, um, yeah, that's kind of a long answer, but there you go. And, and, and I guess when you say that with the numbers, you're looking more at like the overall matchup, not necessarily this build and that build, but like the fighter versus cleric since that was right. Right. Yeah. So say overall it does this and this, but you're not looking specifically at like, so so we can look at those specific choices and, you know, at some point we may, uh, but like my sort of high level is make sure that people have a shot, you know, in all the matchups, like, you know, um, uh, depending on how they build their character. I, I want how you build your character to matter. Um, so, um, uh, yeah. so, uh, but it's stuff that we can look at. And I don't, as I said, I don't want um, numbers to get too extreme uh, regardless. So, um, you know, it may be that certain things would need tweaks based on, okay, this, this particular build versus this particular build is, you know, is generating win percentages that are not, you know, not fun. Um, we, you know, we might have to, you know, might have okay. to address things. We have up until level 24 to balance all this stuff too. It's another thing to think about. <laughs> right? Like it's such a long curve and there's so many configurations. It really is just a massive undertaking. And I speak for myself where I know when I say I'm happy to be along for the ride. It's so much fun to do it. And yep. it's, we, we uh-huh. constantly talk about all the balancing stuff, but it's just one of the things we love about the game so much. So, um, Rob, thank you so much for giving your time today. Um, before we guys. finish, before we finish, do you have any final plugs or details about the Kickstarter campaign you want to you want to give us? Uh, so the Kickstarter is kicking off this Tuesday at about ten a.m. Um, and uh, January twenty fourth. Um, yeah, and if if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably going to be getting the you know, all the new stuff. So <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's it's really really great content. You're going to love it. Awesome. Thanks so much. It's been a great pleasure to have you on. Thanks for making such a wonderful game that we love so much. And best of luck with Dungeon Kickstarter. I know uh, these cast members will certainly be backing uh, at at whatever level we can. So uh, best of luck. Thanks again, Rob. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in on the new episode of Sparks and Recreation, our first of 2023. What a way to start out the year. Great interview with Rob. Hope you enjoyed it. One final announcement here. Sam and Tim's hard work on Hero Helper has paid off. The dashboards are here. The old Google Sheet is gone. If you are interested in tracking your Hero Realms data, There's no better time to start. Check out herohelper.com. The link is in the show notes and sign up. Check out the new dashboards. It looks really great. We will go into more details about the new features next episode. So stay tuned. 
Thanks again, everybody, for joining. Until next time. it to the end of the show. Congratulations. You're a nerd. Tune into the next episode of Sparks and Recreation for more on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms.